I got tired of being in the pit. I got tired mm -hmm. of making mistakes in relationships. Someone looks good. They have a job, but that's not enough. It has to go deeper than that. In, in order for them to come together with you, they have to have an intimate relationship with God so that you follow them as God leads him. And a lot of times God isn't leading these men, you know, these men are doing their own thing and then you're their wife and they're just saying, do what I say to do. Hello there and welcome to another episode of the Man Fast podcast. I'm not really sure where you are in the podcast series, but whether this is your first episode or third episode, I am really, really just excited that you're here. Now, I've had a lot of people saying stuff about the Man Fast. I've had a lot of men in particular that have had something to say that is called the Man Fast. So if you're wondering what this is, this podcast is about empowering Christian women to put God first, to heal to grow and to prepare for the husband of their prayers. Because what we know is sometimes the things that we want, God believes that we deserve better. And so I'm really excited to bring you another special guest uh, on today. I'm excited to call her Pastor Linda Holland. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Listen, so y'all, Pastor Linda is not caught up in titles at all. Um, I'm honored to say I have known her for years and she's always been this way. And so some of you know her as Miss Princess Dom. <laughs> luxury. Listen, she goes out to dress it up beautiful and all that stuff. But she is she's a pastor. She's a prophetic voice. Um, she's also, you know, she's a wife and so many other mantles that she carries. Mm -hmm. And she really is the perfect person to be here. And so. Pastor Linda, I'm really just honored that you're here to share your expertise you. with us and your wisdom. You, over the last, I would say almost two years now, it's almost as if God pushed you to begin, I, I'm going to call it your marriage prep academy. So, yes. you know, talk to us about that. Well, I'm excited because, you know, I realized that, you know, if God walks you through something, it's not just for you, it's to assist other people as well. So with my marriage at that time being at the 14 year mark, January made 16 years, I wanted to put out there information and tools so that people could see and follow what God is saying in this season about being suddenly married, especially. And, and and I love that because it was the suddenly married. And, you know, it's so funny. It's probably been over two years now, but I remember really when you first started, I was going through a breakup. I was going through a breakup and, 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 and it's, it's actually funny to me now. So I really hope that people understand when you really let God process you and do the work, things that people would normally use to make fun of themselves, you can laugh at it, right? And so I am healed from that space. But I remember even reaching out to you and I was hurt. I was just, I was hurting. And I was like recovering from a breakup from a relationship that wasn't a relationship. Cause I thought he was, I thought we were in a relationship, but I was in one and he wasn't. Oh wow. And, um, yeah, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't in a relationship, but I was giving him all of these wifey benefits. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna tell you something, Pastor Linda, there would be times where, because hello, we we know who I am in God. And even right. back then, you know, we're talking about I, at this point, I think this is about three years um, toward the latter part of that year. And, you know, I'm empowering women. I'm teaching women how to be confident 
and I'm really broken and operating broken and not realizing it um, until I finally found the courage to say to him, like, what are we? Because there would be times where we would get ready to lay with each other. Hello, I'm a minister. I'm not supposed to be doing this. And I would be convicted. Um, and I would literally say to myself, Pastor Linda, but he's my husband. Right. There was no, there wasn't even a commitment of a relationship. And I'm making myself feel better by saying, but he's my husband. Hmm. And um, it was the best thing God could have ever done for me. Amen. It was the best thing. I would not be who I am today if I wouldn't have gone through that heartbreak. And that, and so, and that's part of the process too. So, yeah. So what are you seeing with other women? I mean, are you finding, are you encountering these stories? Because I think it was probably around that time that you did the suddenly married, or maybe that came some months later. But I remember I took the course suddenly married. Mm -hmm. And I remember I had been in the process of the healing. So I could think about marriage without crying and, you know, and mm -hmm. all of that. Are you finding that a lot of women are kind of doing this? Yeah, I do. And I think because, you know, we want to churchify worldly relationships, we kind of combine the two. So we do what the world does, but we say, I go to church on Sunday. So that makes it different. But God has just been calling his daughters out from the confusion, the foolishness, the worldliness, so that they can have their heart's desire. And the only way you can get your heart's desire is if you let God lead and guide you and take mm. you through the purification process. And that's not, it's not a, it's not a pretty process, uh, you yeah. know, but before we even kind of get into that, you have a love story of your own. Yeah. And, um, and so what I, what I honor is the fact that at the time that you really were doing all of this, you know, for 14 years in, instead of you just saying, listen, all these foolish young girls out here, these foolish, not even because we're all of us aren't even young, like, you know, but all this foolishness and the Lord commissions you, listen, go and pull my daughters out of this thing. And you chose to do that. So please talk to us about your love story. Wow. My love story started 16 years ago. And let me even go back further than that. About 25 years ago, the first time I met my husband, because he was familiar to me and my family, we were introduced standing on the corner in New York City, the Bronx. And he said, after the fact, he told me, he said, when I saw you, I saw marriage material, right? So... At the time, God was allowing him to see something in me that I didn't necessarily see in myself. And I knew that at that time, if we had gotten together, I would have ruined it with my mouth, my behavior, my attitude. So God had to take me through that purification process. And when we became reacquainted with each other, it was, it was just... I mean, it flowed like water for lack of a better analogy. So it started with, you know, a message. And then it started with me messaging him back, giving him my email address and, you know, wondering what happened. Right. So I remember the morning the Lord woke me up and he said, um, I want you to email him. And I was just indignant. I was like, listen, I gave him my email address. If he didn't email me, if he didn't call me, I'm not going to be the one reaching out. I didn't like that look. So I wasn't down with doing it. But at that period of my life, I was in that purification process. So that yeah. means being obedient. So I did it. He responded. 
And it's just been an ongoing love story ever since. Um, we would spend hours on the phone. We would pray together. And we just did things so much differently than I've done it in any other relationship. And at the time, I was ending a marriage. So I was actually separated, living in my own dwelling place. And he came into my life. And God just made it so smooth that, you know, it just totally caught me off guard. I never thought that I would have a love like this. We watch the movies, we hear the love stories, we hear the testimonies, but I just never thought that it would be me because I took so long getting myself together and submitting to the Lord. And that's the hardest part most of the time. Our will, man, we kick against the prick and he's telling us and giving us revelations and we believe it for a day or two and then we're back to our old habits. So the Lord had to like break me down till I got to the point where I had no choice but to hear him and the outcome was just amazing. Now, when you talk about it took you a long time to submit to his will, were you in ministry at that point? Because, again, you are a prophet. Like, there's no question about that. You are a prophet. You really are the fivefold all in one for those who actually know who you are. Were you not operate like were you operating in ministry and kind of fighting against that or you hadn't come into that space yet? I'm thinking back and I wasn't in ministry, but I was on teams that helped advise in a church, right? So that's where I was at that particular time. And I probably did feel God calling me into ministry. And I was just kind of like backing up because I'm like, that's a whole commitment and wasn't really ready for that. But, um, I think he just needed to hide me so that I could work on me and he can work on me so that I can be all that I could be for the kingdom. I love that. I love that. I mean, so that's actually what we're talking about today is the fact that the reasons why God will hide you uh, before marriage. And so that I just think that's really, really powerful that I love that God sometimes, it, at least it appears he will snatch us out before we can even ruin a good thing. Yes. And so before we even get into the why God will hide us, I do want to ask you about, you know, when it comes to that love story where you said you never knew that you would walk into that. I think I am one of those women. I was married twice. Um, I married, you know, I, I got married and the people that I married were on the down low. Um, and I, you know, I've had, I've had to heal from um, the way that people would approach would uh, blame me for somebody else's choices. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I also had to take responsibility for what, you know, for doing things the wrong way. I think a lot of times we are willing to date potential Mm -hmm. and we're willing to partner with potential. When he came into your life, was he ready? And I ask that because one of the things God did during my man fast, October 24th, 2022, the Lord told me to give him a year. And in that process of that year, he took me to the beginning, Adam and Eve. And he showed me Adam, I mean, that Eve was the gift. She was presented to Adam and that he made sure that Adam had everything laid out for her before, before he presented her. Is that what you encountered when your husband came along? Yes. Yes. 
Yes, it was just, um, like I said, I mean, effortless. There's no other word to use for it. And just wanting to be right and following God's instruction. I mean, our wedding was small. It wasn't a big to-do because it mattered that we were right in God's eyes. And that's what mattered the most. So, you know, I picked up from where I was. I was in a totally different state. He was in New Jersey. I moved there and we lived for a period of time until we ended up back in North Carolina. But um, yeah, God just set the way and prepared everything. And, you know, realistically speaking, I was in ministry and didn't know it because I had been sharing relationship tips on Facebook for about 10 years before, you know, we even got together. And then it kind of supersized what he wanted us to do. Yeah. So you really do see where marriage is a ministry. Mm -hmm. It is. It really is. And I don't think people realize that. And the downfall of many marriages is not realizing that marriage is your first ministry, right? So even if you have a church, you know, your wife, your children, that's the example. That's what God has given you. You take care of that and everything else will line up. So for the single woman, you know, a lot of times we get into this place where we're being processed or we are in the process of pursuing our healing. We want to be healed but there's a part of us that's afraid to even desire marriage. I want you to tell us, is it okay for us to want to be married, even though we are allowing God to have us separated? Yeah, it really is because God desires that. And one of the things he's been telling me even most recently, as we entered the new year, he said to tell them that I have not forgotten them. I have not forgotten my promise to them. So he hears the he hears the tears. He sees the tears. He knows the hurt. He knows everything. He knows that the process isn't an easy one, right? When he comes with the cutting shears and trying to prune us and, you know, snip off things that don't aren't quite right so that we are, you know, a full use in our marital unit. Um it's, it's a shock for a lot of us because some people grew up with examples of marriage and some just didn't. So like me, I didn't. So I didn't expect it. I didn't knew, know it was possible. But yeah. as I see God's word and as I hear what he's prophesying about suddenly marriage, I know that this is the time, this is the season, and it's for a purpose as well. So when we're when we're hearing that, it really is okay for us to be in a man fast. Now I called it the man fast. The Lord from a year, it really was a man fast, and and I did come to understand it's okay for me to desire marriage, even though I I am in this set apart state. Mm -hmm. And I was struck by one of the YouTube videos that you had released some time ago. Number one, I follow you on every single platform. And oh, so I mean, TikTok exploded when you started speaking to the women regarding marriage and suddenly married. And listen, you were taking some of our heads off with, with some of these bad you know, thought processes and you ruffled some feathers too. You had people, they were asking you dumb questions and stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, I just, listen, you won't say it, but I can say it like some of the stuff. <laughs> was um, but one of the videos you talked about was why God will hide you 
before marriage. And I really wanted to bring you on here to tell us that because sometimes we think that we we aren't being pursued because there's something wrong with us because we're unattractive or something like that. And so please talk to us about why why does God hide us before marriage? Wow. Well, one of the things um, the Lord told me specifically is that he hides for various reasons, but most of all, it's for your protection. It's almost like the prophet, how the prophet is in a cave and he has to build them up and speak to them. Mm-hmm. And they come out the cave with the word of the Lord. It's the same thing for hiding us, right? He's protecting us from people who don't mean us any good, people who are out to use and get what they can get. You know, sometimes our, our spiritual senses could be a little dull and we're not hearing God clearly. And God is saying no, but our heart and our feelings and emotions are saying yes. And God just loves to protect his daughters from that. So he takes us, he puts us in hiding, right? And in that hiding period, he takes us through a purification and a healing process. And if we will go willingly without fighting and kicking against the prick, he's going to walk us into the most glorious thing ever right? So it's just about the process. Why do people hate the process so much? Mm -mm. We hate the process because, you know, we have free will and we want to be able to do what we can do whenever we want to do it. We feel like we're grown. We feel like we're educated. So many reasons. But if you serve a God that knows all, why wouldn't you submit to the one who sees things that you can't see? Even if you're prophetic, in your limited sight, there's still things we don't see and things that we miss, and he wants to save us from that. It's our protection. He's our protector. And I, and, and one of the things that you said was, we just have to submit to the process. And yeah. I have found that it was easier to, you, you have to pick a pain somewhere. Either you're going to pick the pain of staying stagnant, saying where you are, dealing with the same type of men. You literally are in the same relationship. It's just a different face. You know, the same hurt comes. It's just a different face. They just wear a different cologne or you pick the pain of the process. And the thing is, we know the process has an end date to it. There is an ending. But when you pick the pain of stagnation. Yeah, there's there's no forward. There's no forward movement. Um, I know one of the other things that you said was you you said you're not undesirable. God's yeah. just hiding you. Yeah. He's How? just he's yeah. just hiding us. He's just hiding us. I mean, you know, so many of us grew up, I know I did without a dad. So we're not even familiar with protection and mm. what that looks like. So to hear that God is hiding us to protect us, we don't believe it. But when you are birthing something, right? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> There's a, a, a season of fertilization and gestation before the birth comes forth. And there's so many of us that God is birthing this new life and new mandate as, um, as Christian wives so that we can shift you know, the conversation and what's going on out there, because you have lots of Christian marriages that are a mockery. There's gossip, there's slander, there's all this stuff. And he prophesied to me before, that's not what he expects us Mm. to carry the torch for. 
Um, I remember the time he had shown me a vision and in the vision, I saw a bouquet and it was on fire, right? Ooh. It was coming out of a heavenly portal and it was on fire. And God said, you know, I am setting marriages on fire for me. He needs these marriages to glorify the kingdom of God because a lot of people who are out there, you know, they're, they're putting such a stigma and they're damaging it, right? And he wants it to be lifted up. He wants it to, you know, draw the young and old. You know, one of the things he told me 40s 50s 60s is not too old to think that you can walk into a marriage covenant mm. and i've actually counseled women in their 60s in their 50s and they've met someone they're making plans for the future together so we just have to hold on and endure the process. I'm not going to tell you the process feels good, but it's necessary to get that fruit, to get that oil out of our lives so that we can take it into our marriage. We know how to pray for our husband. We can slap down some demons, stomp on their heads and give God the glory in the midst of all of that. One of the things you said about why God hides us to do with the fact that you said he will hide us until we are ready. Yes. Yeah. Talk to us about that. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of times God has instructions for us and we have to get into the habit of hearing God and Ooh. following his instructions. Right. So, you know, breaking soul ties, looking through our generational line, right? Stewarding a prophecy. Some of us have had prophecy of marriage, but it doesn't just fall down on us like rain. We have to begin stewarding that prophecy, keep pressing into it, finding scriptures, standing on those scriptures. It's an entire process that we have to go through to be ready because, you know, you have to understand how to tap into God and then be able to cover your spouse, even if you don't know who he is, how to carry him in prayer. So mm. all of that is taught. He pours in deep when you surrender and are willing to go through the fire, right? My prayer is always, Lord, search me and see if there be any wicked way in me. We all have thoughts to come up that aren't godly. We have to be purged of those things so that, you know, when you're purged, that increases how God uses you and how you impact the world around you. So yeah, he hides us for the most beautiful reason because he loves us so much, so much. So when you're, when you're back to you, cause you initially met him 25 years ago yes. and then, then he came back into your life. At the time that he came back, do, do you believe, like, could you tell if you can remember, because y'all have been married for 16 years of bliss. So, but looking back, do you believe that you had been processed? Like, could you tell that you had been through your process and that you were ready? I mean, I think God continues to process us always. Yes. Could you tell like, okay, I am marriage material for real. Yes. Yes. I did sense that. I did feel that. Um, the level of safety I felt with him, God allowed me to see that he would protect me from anything. And I had never experienced that in a relationship before. You know, it's kind of wild to be in a relationship and you say you love someone yeah. and 
You might not even feel safe around them or you might not feel protected around them. God, I remember I was in the store. I was went on a snack run and I went into the grocery store and I'm walking the aisles looking for a snack. And God said, I'm sending you a real man. Right. The Lord said that to me. And that's not to put down anyone else that I've been in a relationship with. But what the Lord was telling me in that moment is that I know him. I sent him. And a lot of times we're coupling ourselves together with someone that God didn't send. And if he didn't send them, then you know who sent him, right? So we have to be aware and we have to be willing to go as God leads us. Yeah. In one of your TikTok videos, within the last four weeks, you kind of like, you know, playfully mentioned how, you know, when you got with your husband, other people tried to come back, yes. you know, and I don't know yes. if that was you were married or not. Cause you know, you don't tell all your business like that. So how can we recognize the counterfeit? Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we don't realize how attractive the anointing is. And so when we do set ourselves apart and we allow God to begin to do the work, the anointing is able to be radiated on us. And there's just a glory that we carry when we're in the presence of the Lord. And so it's going to attract everything. And um, the counterfeit usually comes before the promise. So yeah. how can yeah. we recognize when it's the counterfeit or it really is when God, what, what God said to you, I'm sending you a real one. Yeah. Um, a lot of times I've had to just, just discern. I pray for heightened discernment, but I also um, just allow the weight to give me the answer. So mm. when I met my husband and we started talking again, there was a period of, you know, we're talking, but in the meantime, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for God's yes, because anything God says yes to, he will back it, he will seal it, and he will bless it. So it's just a matter of discerning, waiting, and just listening keenly. Sometimes you'll know they're counterfeit from the jump. You know, from the minute they open their mouth, you'll say, "Okay, counterfeit. You know, if it's not lining up to God's word, if, you know, he's not patient, kind and all of those things, you know, and my prayer is always and, you know, I share this with my mentees, too. um, Lord, if he's not the one that you specifically sent, remove him and then dudes start dropping like flies, you know, they'll remove themselves because they're not worthy of what you are able to add to their lives and what you bring to the table. And that's powerful because actually one of the things you talked about in terms of why God will hide you, you says, because God reveals. And actually, I guess, you know, I wasn't even thinking about that, but that makes sense that in Mm -hmm. that, 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 that space of clarity, God, well, first of all, he reveals things to us, but then it also helps about ourselves, but it also will help us to be able to recognize other people when, when they come toward us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, You know, the enemy is an opportunist. So if we're at a point of weakness, if we're Uh, hurt, if we're mourning or anything like that, or even if we're still in our, in our broken state and we haven't fully submitted to the Lord to let him begin the purification process, the enemy can pick up on that. He will sense that he, he can smell desperation. He can, he can smell, you know, 
they're thinking their biological clock is think is ticking. They're going to be 50. They're going to be 40. And, you know, they will try to attack, you know, just like a rabid animal. But when we allow God to protect us, I mean, I'm telling you, you know, the fire of God will scorch anything that tries to come in and infiltrate your life, especially when you're lining your life up to God's standards and making him the final say in everything. Yeah. The final say in everything. And and I, and that's where we that's literally where we just have to to place God just really at the forefront and center of everything. Um, and you said there's just a point where we're. Oh, actually, before I ask that question, I wanted to ask you, you've said the word purification a yes. few times. For the person who doesn't understand what that means, can you make that clear to us what you mean by the purification process? Is that just, we just don't have sex or? Right. I wish it was that easy. It's more than that. Um, the purification process is, it's like in Hebrews 12, I think it's verse six. It talks about who the Lord loves, he corrects, right? So the purification process is just about you allowing the Lord to correct you. Any error in your life, any way that you've strayed, any way that you're not fully aligned with the word of God, anywhere that you're straddling the fence and making allowances for things in your life that you know that you shouldn't be doing. You allow him to just strip you of those things because he loves us. He corrects us as sons and daughters. And when you submit like that, mm. you know, that's a deep surrender. That's a deep, um, worship even in admiration because we are honoring the God that we say we love and we're allowing him to take the reins in our lives so that we're not veering off at an exit that we shouldn't veer off onto, you know? Yeah, you know, and it reminds me of when um when I was first starting this process and just completely heartbroken and I'm having this conversation with God as I'm like trying to design somebody's book that day for a client and um and I'm like, Lord, I just want somebody in my life. I just want a relationship, somebody that loves me. And the Lord clear as day says to me, He says, You have to learn how to be faithful to me first. He mm -hmm. said, You've never been faithful to me. I literally was sitting in my office. I said, Whoa! Like I literally just I was like, Whoa. And when you talk about a stripping, yeah, the Lord just, he broke me down in the most loving way, but he did it because I wanted him to. Mm -hmm. How important is it for us to want God to walk us through this process? Because see, for me, I don't believe that God's just going to do it I, because yeah. he's a gentleman. So, you know, you have to, yes. there's a level where you have to be intentional about seeking God. Uh, how important is it for us to desire and want to go after God in this particular space? Yeah. I mean, you have to desire him and you have to make him Lord of your life. So Lord means you don't make a decision without him. You don't move without him. You don't take a step without him. You don't get engaged without him. You know, oh. I mean, all of these are things that, you know, we think, oh, come on now. You mean I have to ask the God, God about every single thing in my life? Yes. When he is Lord, you want his input on everything because you want the outcome to be those blessings, those um, generational um, blessings as well. So that's what I wanted. I got tired of being in the pit. I got tired mm -hmm. of making mistakes in relationships. Someone looks good. They have a job, but that's not enough. 
It has to go deeper than that. In, in order for them to come together with you, they have to have an intimate relationship with God so that you follow them as God leads him. And a lot of times God isn't leading these men, you know, these men are doing their own thing and then you're their wife and they're just saying, do what I say to do. And that's not how it works. So there was this really um, very popular Grammy award-winning artist. I mean, you may have actually seen it. And she, I think probably about a week or so ago, she released a video and, and I mean, you know, she's in the gospel industry and she says, you know, basically in so many words, we as women are, we're, we're doing too much in terms of asking God, you know, if we're allowed to go on these dates and different things mm -hmm. like that. You know, and she was saying, you're allowed to date. And she, you know, she said, you're allowed to date. She said, date multiple people. And she talked about how, you know, when she was in church, you know, they would date, you know, and if it didn't work out, it just didn't work out. And she kind of talked about how there were no hard feelings and, you know, everybody would just kind of go on about their life. And, mm -hmm. you know, and, and basically she was just kind of saying, you know, you're being too deep with asking God about going out on a date. And I was going to play the video for us, but I just, I don't, I'm not going to do that. But I want to know, like, what are your thoughts? Cause I'm, I'm that woman. I've, I've never been, I don't, I don't serial date because right. I, yeah, I don't need a free meal. Cause she talked about that. Go have a meal. I don't, First of yeah. all, I cook better than the restaurant anyway. Mm -hmm. so I need a free meal. Yeah. Um, and I can buy my own meal if I want to. And so I don't know, what are your what are your thoughts? Well, we are, this is someone in the church. She is a pastor mm -mm. saying this. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that, um, you know, the only place I would suggest people go is where God is leading them. If God is not leading you to a certain person, you haven't prayed about that situation, don't just give yourself stuff to do. Because then what you're talking about is emotions getting entangled, and then you have the issue of breaking soul ties. So then that's something else that God has to deal with and walk you through when you're going through the purification process. So allowing a bunch of random people to come in, that doesn't even make godly sense or biblical sense. So I don't know who she is, but to me that I can specifically say with all authority and, you know, error, that's error, that's error. So if she's teaching her congregation that, that is pure error. Yeah, it was, it, it, I. somebody actually sent it to me and they were like, what are your thoughts? And, you know, at one point, you know, she's like, you know, basically like, you know, don't be having sex and, and all of that stuff and, and keep yourself right. And I'm like, yeah, it didn't make any sense to me either. And uh, yeah, well, you know, you know, we go deeper than that. So when you're talking about soul ties, when you're talking about all kinds of other things, it's like you're just entangling yourself in more things. And to me, that makes zero sense because, again, um, randoms, I think I shared something. I hope you left in 2023 all the randoms, your exes, and anybody that's going to block you from your purpose. And that can happen. You can just go around just dating just because, going to coffee just because. And if God never called you to do that, it can block your assignment, detour you. And next thing you know, you're down the road somewhere else and you're wondering how you got there. Yeah. Dangerous. And, and you know what, you know, Pastor Linda, I have found that in this process of God processing me, it was 
when he, when he told me to do it, I gave him an immediate yes. Like I was, I was obedient, but I also wasn't sure if I'd be able to do it. But by the time it was all over, I literally said to the Lord, listen, we're going to keep going with this thing. And I'm not, I'm going to stick with you until yeah. you give me the green light that this person has been vetted by you and you know, whoever the person is and that I can go on a date. Yeah. So, but through, through this process, the Lord has not made me conceited at all. He has made me very confident in him. And so for Amen. me, and I think that this is for men too. Like men go through this as well. Yeah. Everybody doesn't deserve a sit down conversation with you. Uh -huh. Everybody doesn't deserve for you to take time away from your family, you know, from your children, from your business, from your ministry, and to spend an hour or two or three sitting with them at a restaurant. Everybody doesn't deserve that FaceTime with you. I look at it with, with the Lord. Um, He's open for everyone to come to him. But when he reveals mysteries to us, that's for the people that have relationship with him. They have yeah. earned that. They've earned, they've deserved to be in that space where he can do that. And so I feel like if a woman, and I, I was that woman who I did not have self-esteem at all, you know, and it took a long time to, to build it. And I, and I began to love myself through God's eyes Amen. and love myself through God's eyes. Um, you don't just give yourself to people. Time, phone conversation. I'm not going to text you. That's right. I noticed you said that you and your husband emailed. Y'all yeah. weren't even on the phone initially. This was in 2006. So we were emailing back and forth and we were using a little Google chat box and then we would get on the phone. And the crazy thing is, is... You know, we would be on the phone just talking, talking about God things, talking about plans, our life, our history, all kinds of things. And that was back then where you had to pay minutes if you went over yeah. a certain number. So when I got that $400, $500 phone bill, I was like, oh, my goodness. But the conversation is so good. I don't want to stop. And we didn't. And we just continued and made plans to come together. He proposed and you know, God did the rest. Like I said, we got married in our pastor's office and it was just us and about three more people. And we just yeah. wanted to be right. God said, do it. He said, go ahead. He worked out all the paperwork and that's it. It's just a testimony um, of his goodness and what happens when you submit and surrender all. And now I look back at people that I thought I was in love with Huh. And I'm like, well, if this is love, what was that? Like, that wow. wasn't really love. So you see the difference when God is involved. You can sense it, feel it, and know it. And now I'm just living it. Yeah. I think a lot of us who have been in toxic relationships and we've made really bad decisions and we don't know what real love really feels like or looks like, um, I'll just speak even just for myself. There's a part of me that's like, Lord, I I have to let you lead here yeah. because there is that fear that I'll connect to someone that is this knight in shining armor and then we'll come together and it's a very toxic relationship where there's arguing and things like that. Yeah. This is me talking to you. Did that happen with you? It didn't. I mean, there are points where we did have disagreements right. about things, but 
what the Lord was showing me is that you have two independent lives coming together. Even though you believe in me, I'm the one that's going to help smooth out the rough patches. So I didn't necessarily feel like, oh, well, if I'm arguing, then he's not really the one. Right. But he just let me know, you know, I'm working this out for your good. And he did that, you know, there's growing he did, there's growing um, that I did. And to me, it's about the process, not perfection. You're never going to come to the place where you don't have to learn anything else. I'm married 16 years. I'm still learning. I'm still growing. There's still times God has to say, oh, don't say that. And, you know, I have to take it back, apologize. But it's a process. And as long as you're letting God, God lead and correct you, you're going to enjoy the fruit of your union. Hmm, the fruit. The yes. Fruit. I just, that, that, that's just really, really beautiful. Yeah. You teach classes. You you teach. You, you yeah. have, Do you have any classes that are going to be coming up soon? I do. We're getting ready to open up the Suddenly Married mini prep course that I have. It's a seven-day intensive. And we'll be going through a lot of stuff, like um, just dealing with not just spiritual matters, but natural matters, too. Um, you know, allowing God to prepare us, showing us how to pray, how to carry our husband in prayer, how to deal with things like um, there's this super independence that some women have where I don't need a man because, you know, I have a degree, I make six figures and God wants to deal with that too, because, you know, even if that's where you are, there should still be humility in that. Hmm. And so how can people register for that? They'll be able to go to suddenlymarried.com and sign up once it's available. I also just released a $5 ebook that's called yes. Lord Prepare Me for yes. Suddenly Married. It's $5 and it helps kind of bullet point in the different chapters of things that could be preventing you from marriage so that it prepares you for marriage. And I'm working on a workbook too, to go along with the ebook. So that should be out shortly too. But that's my mandate. That's my assignment. You know, at the beginning of the year, when people are making New Year's resolutions in December, I'm like, okay, Lord, where do you have me? And he has me this year, the same place he had me last year. Help those who want marriage who are trying to prepare my way. And that's what I'm doing. Why is he so concerned with marriage? Why is he so concerned with his daughters? He loves us. Hmm. He loves us more than anything. And that's one of the things he keeps telling me, you know, he doesn't want them to feel like they're forgotten, like they're not good enough. Like, you know, they're last to be chick pick because they're least worthy. He mm. wants us to know our worth. He wants us to experience love and joy. When you read, um, what is it? Song of Solomon, Song of Salt. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so poetic and so beautiful, beautiful that he wants us to experience that love, that attention, that, um, that covenant that he created because it's only going to give him glory. And that's what it is in the end. I have to ask you this. How in the world does marriage actually give God glory? Because I know somebody is wondering, 
okay, yeah, I hear what she said about God wanting us to be happy and experience love and all that. How does me being married actually glorify God? Because he created it. You know, a lot of times we live in a society where, you know, men want to marry men, women want to marry women, but you can't take something God created and put your own spin on it. Right. He said man and woman. And when they're coming together, when they're being fruitful and they multiply or when they're birthing something, maybe they're not having children, but they're birthing something in the marketplace or something else. You know, that glory goes to God because they cannot do it in their own strength. Anything we do that's good, know that God had a hand in it. God's at the head of it. So I've come to that realization. So that's why it's just become easy for me to let go of stuff and then allow new stuff because God is bringing and drawing into my life what he wants to be there. I love that. Yeah. Tell us about Love Conversations podcast. Wow. Love Conversations. So, you know, my husband and I, we both... Oh, we have you and hubby. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. sexy. Okay. It's, yeah, it's both of us together and we're having conversations. He's coming from the male perspective and I'm coming from the woman's perspective and we're tying it all together with the Bible. But one of the things is we both, even in our own individual lives, we were like the go-to people. We were the ones that people came to when they wanted to hear something. I don't, I mean that was from a point where I didn't know I was prophetic, that I didn't stand in the office of a prophet. So I had knowings about things, but didn't fully know how I knew it. But when we come together on the show, we're touching on various topics. You know, we did the intro, the backstory, telling a little bit about our relationship. And this week's broadcast is about marriage material. What makes marriage material? What makes you marriage material? Is it a cute face? Is it an hourglass figure? Is it because you go to church every now and then? And we kind of broke that down, pulled it apart and put it back together. But it's fun to be able to do that with him because in the beginning when we were married, that's what we were doing. We were traveling places and we were having discussions that were centered around my book. And now we're just coming full circle back to that again. Yeah. Uh, oh, I just, I just love that. Um, congratulations! I know. A couple Thank of you. Celebrated 16 years. Yes. And we got to see him feeding you and like yes. you with the food. I know, right? That was crazy. Oh, no, but for me, when, <laughs> I, just, I know I've come full circle because for a while, I, I told my mother recently. I said I used to hate anything when it came to weddings. I hated seeing wedding dresses. Don't ask me to be in your wedding and don't ask me to come. Like I was just yeah. in a place. But when I saw that, I was like, oh, I want somebody to tease me with food, too. Like, <laughs> and that's what he was doing. That's what he was doing. <laughs> yeah. And I saw you kind of like, oh, that's so funny. So mm-hmm. who, who, what are the personalities like? Like, who's the outgoing one? Who's the introvert? Or are you guys kind of the same? Um, you know, I have a video. I couldn't tell. Yeah, he's more outgoing, I would say. I'm more reserved because I, I watch and I listen But, you know, if I'm comfortable, you know, I can get a little crazy and break out a little dance, too. So, I mean, you know. Now, were you always like that? And I'm kind of like switching and I'm going to let you go. But no, um, I wasn't actually growing up in school. I was teased a lot. Um, They made fun of my voice. Like, you know, if I wake up in the morning, my voice is really, really raspy. So you have like a raspy voice. Listen, 
And, cool. you know, they just picked that and anything they felt would hurt you. That's what bullies do. And so I was really super reserved as a kid. But then when you get a topic that I love, that I want to talk about, yeah, I can bust out of my shell and, you know, kind of flip it over and, you know, all that stuff. I love it. I love it. I yeah. love it. Do you coach women and men? Do you do you coach when it comes to relationships or anything? Um yeah, I do. Um, like I said, there was a woman, she had just hit 60 and she was dating this guy. And we went through a couple of coaching sessions just to kind of make sure it was real and it worked out for her. I do that one-on-one. -on -one. The men, I refer over to my husband and, you know, yeah, whether it's what could be hindering you from marriage or just other issues, family dynamics. Yeah. I kind of cover it all a little bit of everything. Yeah. And so how can people connect with you with to, to either receive the coaching with anything? How can people connect with you? Yeah, they can reach out to me, Miss Princess Dom, on every platform. You can slide into my DMs. That's not below. Yeah, not the dudes, but the women. <laughs> slide into my DMs because if the dudes do it, my husband will be responding to you. So just letting you know that. But yeah, just reach out to me. I'm flexible. I check my DMs and, you know, I can guide them from there because the link kind of always changes depending on the platform that I'm using. But yeah, I'm here to help so yeah if anyone needs help they can reach out and you know book a session with me thank you thank you so much for your thank time thank you and and listen everyone ladies and the gents as well i hope that you keep in the back of your mind that you are not undesirable but that god is just simply hiding you and i really hope that you had a pen and paper out that you wrote down some of these nuggets. There was scripture that was dropped, but there were just real nuggets that were dropped for you. Post that somewhere so you can remind yourself why God would hide you. And the fact that it's for your protection and because he loves you so much. Remember that I love you. Remember that you were created to make God famous and he has anointed you to do hard things. And until next time, you have a blessed day. <laughs>